Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, all right, all right. Screw everybody. How about that? How we doing? Evan and Tiki right here on The Fan. I'm happy about one thing. I'm pissed off about 900 other things. I'm happy that Tiki's back. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. I missed you. And now you're involved... In a mess. Tiki Barber <laughs> walks through that door, and there's a lot to get to. Now, let me just address this off the top. I lost to Sean Morash in Pickleball. Obviously, you still have your beard, dude. My beard is here. I lost. I feel like I got screwed. More on that later. Okay, we will address it later. We'll go through the video. Not now. Not at that moment. But that's not even the only thing I'm pissed off about. Tiki, you're back, and you're involved. Maybe in the middle. I don't know. We're going to find out. In a Jet fan civil war that's going on right now, and I don't like the position I've been put in. So I want to make this clear. I don't think Robert Sala is a good head coach. I don't think Robert Sala is going to be the head coach of this team when and if somehow, some way, they win a Super Bowl. I spent a lot of time last year, Tiki, me and you, destroying Robert Sala. But based on that athletic article from yesterday, mm. I have heard from many of my brethren Jet fans, and their leader in this, of all people, is Sean Morash. <laughs> He's become the leader of this movement that they have to fire Robert Sala now. Come on. It's not going to happen. Of course. It's, it's not going to happen. But not only that, Tiki, and this is where I'm so annoyed. Help me out on this. Mm-hmm. Two things can be true, ladies and gentlemen. Robert Sala can be a bad head coach. But he's also their best option. Right now, firing him is not their best option. It doesn't make sense. So what I'm annoyed about, Tiki, is that I'm in this position where I'm, like, defending Robert Sala. <laughs> even though I don't think you know Robert Sala's good, I just think the idea of firing him today, led by Sean Morash and many Jet fans, is based on fantasy sports lunacy. Well, everybody been, loves to be the owner. The or take ownership from the owner and fire their head coach. We see this in every sport. We see it in every business. We see it everywhere because we don't fully understand what's going on or what the dynamic is. So the issue with Robert Sala is that chaos started to reign and he didn't feel it. Like it was just it was happening. Mm. You knew it was happening. It started obviously it started in the offseason, but this is before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. 
with the dynamic and the, the immediate attention, the inflated expectations, the the savior syn- uh, syndrome that Aaron Rodgers brought to that to that team. Uh, and while it felt uniform that everybody liked it, I don't know if everybody liked it. It's just it's it's taken the shortcut. I've said this multiple times. It's taken the shortcut to try to get to a Super Bowl championship. Now, can it work? Yeah, maybe, but it's unlikely. And when it all fell apart, things started going erratic, right? The the rats started coming out of the the holes and started biting at anything they could uh, get their their grasp on. They started leaking stuff to the media. They started creating a narrative about players and about coaches and about the entire situation. What does it sound like, Evan? It sounds like dysfunction. Yes, it does. Yes. It's dysfunction. I agree that, with that's that. the definition of it, especially when it becomes to sports, when there's not a uniform mantra that, that, that permeates the building. And maybe we speculated about it. Maybe we joked about it. Maybe we you know, yelled and screamed about it. We didn't know. Now we know that it was that way. And so Robert Sala, while he's the head of all that, I don't think that it was it was him. It wasn't his fault, and it's not his. It's not his. I think curse to be fired because of it. You know what I mean? So well, to me, there is. He needs to do a house cleaning himself, mm. right? And I know they were joking yesterday about, or maybe this was even today. He wants to go through everybody's phone to see who leaked the stuff about. That Zach was in the Wilson. athletic, yeah. That he was so paranoid, right. and that, that's the key word. That right. he wanted to go through coaches' phones and staffers' phones to find out who's leaking this information. Well, obviously, he didn't. He doesn't trust his staff, right? Like he doesn't trust them, and so I, it's hard to be a head coach. And I'm not saying you fire him because I don't. I think he's a good man, but I think he's been undone by dysfunction of this Jet organization. Okay, but I want to hit on that. So here's the key word, ladies and gentlemen, dysfunction. Watch this. Watch this little game, and you can't deny what I'm about to say. The New York Jets right now are dysfunctional, right? We all have our common ground. They're a dysfunctional mm-hmm. franchise. You know what would make them more dysfunctional? Firing a head coach firing, and trying to find, find another one? Firing their head coach. Saw, as we clearly saw yes. this offseason, there aren't a ton of yes. quality head firing coaches out there. their head coach on February 1st. Like, Let's play this game out. Like, it is real damn easy to be on social media, Jet fans, and follow your new leader, Big Sean Morash, overrated pickleball player, but wonderful guy who doesn't have your best interest at heart. Like, remember that. Are you describing Sala or me? You! You don't have their best interest at heart. Because it's dysfunctional now. And it is, and I admit that. But what would make it more dysfunctional is firing this head coach right now. When no one's going to want the job. Like, seriously, imagine a world where it comes out today. Lugie plays the glass. Breaking news. Robert Sala's been fired. Right? Just comes out. He hasn't really been fired. That So if you just tuned in, it has, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> That's Evan, right. Evan's making an example. Thank Not one. <laughs> Thank you. He's been fired. Our reactions after the moment of shock would be, what a mess. <laughs> what a dysfunctional organization. And so... That is not the better result. Like, right now, the Jets, unfortunately, maybe like our election in a few months, there isn't really a good option. But you got to pick your best option. And at this moment, the best option for the New York Jets is for Robert Sala to be the guy and figure it out. And if he doesn't figure it out, then he's gone. 
But the other options, such as let's fire Sala and find a new head coach. We'll get more to that in a minute. That's flawed. And then the other option that I hear, and I used to hear this about the Nets too, usually comes from people that don't root for the team, blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Get rid of everybody. It's easy okay. to say blow it up yeah. when, it, when you have no stake in it. Exactly. And that's what, by, by the way, let me just say this to all of you people out there who told me to blow it up a year ago. They did it. And where am I now? So shut your mouths. Okay? You got what you wanted. You told me. Blow it up. Blow it up. They did blow it up. Now what? So when you tell me to blow it up, understand that I'm standing there, as is every other Jet fan, with the remnants of what happens. Understand that. Yes. Because I was in Brooklyn last night after they blew it up. And I'll be at Florham Park as a Jet fan after they blow it up that some people think is the best idea. Blow it up to what? So you got three options, and I'm sorry for screaming. I'm very pissed off today. I feel like I got hosed by him in pickleball, <laughs> and I'm annoyed about this Jet stuff. Let right? it go, bro. I'm going to try. Let me just ver- try to calm down when I say this. You blow it all up. We all agree that's stupid. You try to replace Robert Sala when no one's going to want this job? That's stupid. Now what? So the best option is to run it back. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win. That doesn't mean I think it's going to work. But what gives you the best chance? And that's what you need to do. Yeah. And <laughs> I, it's hard for me to disagree with that. Thank like I, and I'm biased in some ways because I like Robert Sala. I like Nate Hackett. We all know this. I love Nate Hackett. Saying it for uh, since he got here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. But you also realize that something has to change. And I'm not privy to the insides to specifically say this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change. But something has to change with this organization. And maybe it's it's Robert Johnson. Uh, Woody Johnson. Woody Johnson. Well, maybe Robert is this weird name. I forgot. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But it's Woody Johnson. No, I'm thinking of the hospital. <laughs> so Woody Johnson needs to, like, speak and be heard within his building. Now, I don't know how much he's around. I know he doesn't live in this area full-time. He's likely down in Florida and likely has his 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 pulse on what's happening, but he's not there. And so if you want something to be successful, you have to be there. If you are in your mind even, if it's simply there, a great leader, you have to be there. You can't let this dysfunction continue. And so things need to change. I don't know specifically what it is, but something has to move with the Jets. Otherwise, the same cycle that we've seen for 20, 30, 40 years, it's just going to keep happening over and over and over again. Oh, we get some good stuff. Oh, we got a, we got a couple of good seasons. Oh, we got some good signings. Oh, we, we had a good draft. 
But the dysfunction always creeps in when there's a void in leadership. Robert, That's what it comes down. Robert Wood Johnson the fourth, ladies and gentlemen. I, I knew it was. <laughs> You're right. Of course, I was right. <laughs> I, guys, I, I'm sorry. I think that this is becoming so muddled and so uncomfortable. What? Look, I get it. Sal's a great guy. I'd even go as far as to say Joe Douglas should have his ass out of here too, because you probably that makes it more dysfunctional having him hire another head coach. That being said. He's paranoid taking away the cell phones. He's going around begging people to listen to him about what happens when you lose your quarterback. When we have evidence, by the way, that you can stay afloat when you lose your quarterback. If you you have a good backup. If you have a good backup, which goes back to this. But this is not that foreign. If this would have happened three or four weeks ago when Woody Johnson made the decision, nobody would have said it was dysfunction. We would have said it was the right move. Guess what? There was a year where the Colts waited around forever for Josh McDaniels to take the job, and he backed out, and they ended up hiring Frank Reich, who I know has since gone. But the Colts that following year or two weren't necessarily dysfunctional. Whatever dysfunction they had still came from Jim Irsay. When the Eagles waited seemingly forever to fire Doug Peterson, they hired Nick Sirianni, who was so stunned to even get an interview, he didn't even have interview <laughs> clothes. That only happened, by the way, in a week's week ago time. They are not that far behind the clock. This should have been a major wake-up call because you could scream and yell about how dysfunctional it looks. You know what's more dysfunctional? Running this back next no, no, year no, no, no. and, and wasting not, the investment of Aaron Rodgers. I am not going to scream and yell. I'm going to try to sedate myself right now. And I'm going to very, very calmly try to say this, Tiki. And you tell me if mm-hmm. I'm right, okay? You can be the judge. This job sucks. No one's going to want it. Aaron Rodgers is coming off an Achilles, and he's 40, and it's a make-or-break year for this group. Whoever takes that job is going to know that. Ben Johnson already decided, I don't want to take the Washington job. He's not going to rearrange his decisions and take the Jet job. And by the way, no offense to Ben Johnson, I wouldn't even want him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want a first-time coach. And so you can think Mike Vrabel, you can even have that fantasy, and it is a fantasy about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is not coaching the Jets. Get it out of everybody's mouth. And everybody's brain. Ever. He's never Evan. coaching the Jets. Evan. Ever. Forget Bill so Belichick, So who's man. coaching the team once you the, get the blood that you I, want? I, I like Mike Johnson. Well, here's the T- thing. Well, T- here's the thing, Ev. Ev and yes. Hold on a second, Sean. I'll take it. Yes. You can get someone to coach the team. No one's going to turn down, or at least someone will not turn down, whatever it is, $5 million a year. Someone. To to. Exactly. To coach it. You can get somebody. Yeah, they can get me to, to coach the team, but that doesn't, that's exactly. not good. It doesn't mean that it's going to be the, uh, the harbinger of great things to come. Because whoever you hire, if you fired Robert Sala right now, you would be convincing yourself it was the right thing to do. And I know the cliche because we've heard it a million times. Oh, it's addition by subtraction. Get rid of that dysfunction. It's Robert Sala's fault. Let's blame him. But the problem is when you take all of the nonsense and you bundle it up, like you take all your trash and you bundle it up into this one tight bowl, and then you stick it to one person and then throw that person away, you didn't actually get rid of the trash. Right. Right? You just got rid of the, the head, and it doesn't, it, 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 the dysfunction is still going to be there. Right? You can't reset and fire the entire staff, so half of those people are going to still be there. And guess what? Some of those people are probably the problem. And they're going to say, look, I got rewarded for being an ass to my head coach because I'm still here and he's gone. And so, like, I, I, this is what we talk about when we talk about culture. And, and by the way, the Giants aren't, you know, clear of this either because they have some issues, which we'll get to later on. But the Jets right now, they have to take a stand and stand up for who they actually are. We know who Robert is as a person. We, don't, we know he hasn't proven himself as a coach. 
But organizationally, something has to change. And my problem with the Jets is I think they think it's okay. I think they're saying to themselves, it'll be all right. Well, yeah, because be I fine. think they feel Aaron Rodgers right. fixes everything. Once we, once we get back into football, right. we'll be okay. Why? Because Aaron's, Aaron's going to save us. See, you're right about a lot of what you're saying, and that's why when we get to next season, and obviously we have a long offseason to see what additions they make, I can't imagine I'm sitting here in September with confidence. I can't imagine. It's I'll not be, a repeat of last offseason? No, and by the way, even last offseason, what was my confidence? They'd be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They'd get to the championship game. They'd get to the divisional round. I don't know what the hell my confidence was. But what gives you the best chance to win? And that's the thing you got to ask yourself. And once you realize that this is completely failed, and maybe at the end of the season we'll be there, it'll be so obvious at the end of the season that this did not work, that the idea of blowing it up becomes the only solution. We're not there yet mm-hmm. because we never saw this work yet. We never saw it have an opportunity to work. So what I like about running it back, despite my concerns and the concerns you laid out and the hope that things change, is that while there's a lot of concerns to it, it's their best hope. It's their only hope. Mm -hmm. Because the idea of changing the head coach and hiring your words, someone will take the job. Someone. Like, I don't know, the guy I live down the block from will say, I coach peewee football. I'll take the job. That doesn't give them the best option to win. And all I want, Sean, you don't know it, is I just want to win. Yeah. So that's where I come from. I come from a place of what gives this stupid franchise and I, that I hate. I love-hate them at the same time. What gives them the best chance to win? And sickly, it's actually this. It doesn't, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, there's plenty of radio debates, and we will have a million in the years to come, I hope. I, I can't back down on this. Dude, the idea that you're just so willing to say, this job's not appealing, I'm sorry. I think that's narrow-minded. We talked about Ben Johnson refusing the commander job. Here's the deal, man. When you get hired as a new head coach, there's very few Harbaugh's get placed with Justin Herbert in the Chargers. Usually, a job that opens up opens up because the team has massively failed, and the likelihood is they don't have a quarterback in place, and you're probably going to start that trajectory upward again. You get the benefit if you're a coach of coming in here and going, I don't have to worry about that position in my first year, and I can figure out what the hell I'm doing with this team, yeah, but, and worry about that. You get but, almost a free year. No, Sean, don't. it's so much more complicated than that. I think Aaron Rodgers, to be honest, is the least of the issue. Like His health, his future, that's the, that's the smallest of the issue. Which should make it appealing, shouldn't it? Uh, no, I'm... I'm talking about the culture of this team. I'm talking about the repeated instances of things just not being handled the right way. And we always talk about this, how hard it is to be and play and coach and exist, succeed in New York. It's because there are leaks everywhere, everywhere, right? right? And you're never in a solid ship. There's always something kind of leaking in. Bad job by me. We'll fix that one later. Uh, yeah, well, don't worry about that right now. We'll, we got to worry about this other one on the other side. Uh, you know what? We got those two. Uh, you know, forget those two for now. We got to fix this problem. Like, it's, it's, there's so many problems because there's so many people poking holes in, in, in an organization in New York. That's why it's hard to play here. It's not because, oh, I feel the pressure and got all these fans in the, and it's not that. It's just once something goes wrong, people start dis, vulturing you. Yeah. And right now the Jets are getting vultured. And if you get rid of their only at least my think and I'm with Evan on this, the only chance to stabilize that this year, forget next year. They're going three games. 
If they if they reset and blow it all up, as Evan was saying, they're winning three games next year. I don't care who Aaron Rodgers is at quarterback or who he has. This you can't let the dysfunction win, we, and that's what's happening. We are engaging in a Jet fan civil war. So pick your side. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We'll get to your calls next. We've got maybe undeniable proof that the New York Jets are pissed off at Robert Sala. And I will address how I handled last night, because I closed the show yesterday, Tiki, Mm -hmm. by explaining what I thought I was going to do when Kevin Durant was announced at Barclays Center. I was on a little date with my wife in Brooklyn, and I will tell you what happened and how I reacted. Very quickly. I'm not going to bore you with it. I'll give you a couple of minutes on The Nets still in the league. But right now, we're engaged in a jet civil war. What side are you on? Got a very busy day today. And uh, right around two hours, the return of Bad Tiki, who joins us every Thursday at 4.30. So good Tiki's back. Bad Tiki's back. We got Tiki squared. A lot of Tiki's today here on the show. And we will address the travesty that was Sean Morash defeating me in pickleball in a one-point game. That came down to the final possession, or the final hit, whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> and all the controversy that followed it, because quite frankly, I got screwed. But more on that later. I'm not going to waste your time on that now. And we'll get into, obviously, Durant's return from last night and what I did. Did I cry or did I not cry? Tell me if this means something. Are you ready? Go ahead. It has been picked up by many a jet sleuth on social media that yesterday, the day of Robert Salo's birthday, <laughs> the New York Jets Twitter account did not wish him a happy birthday Something they had done for 12 consecutive years, no matter who the coach was. They would wish that coach, Salah included the last couple of years, a happy birthday. And yesterday, January 31st, same birthday as my brother-in-law, same birthday as Craig Carton. I spoke to Robert Salah last night. That's right, they're birthday boys. The Jets did not say happy birthday on social media. Is that a thing? Mm, I don't think it is. I mean, there's likely someone in charge of that. 12 years in a row, T. I know, but there's likely someone in charge. I don't know what the the structure of their social media department is. Maybe someone was on vacation or got fired or, I don't know, didn't program the... Because they obviously pre-programmed that stuff. Yeah. Right? They I forgot what it's called. What's it called? Scheduling. Scheduling. Schedule it. They scheduled it. Yeah. Um, and, or someone just forgot. I don't know. It's interesting. So your theory is it's nothing someone just forgot. You want my theory? Because I got one. If you read the athletic article yesterday, and we tried to summarize what I thought was interesting, what anyone thought was interesting, if you didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. There's no way it was intentional, by the way. Okay. I think it was, and I'll tell you why. One of the things, (laughs) you're like, okay, fine. I love the, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hear me out, because you're going to buy what I'm about to say. Trust me. Sometimes I come up with good stuff. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. Other times I don't. Other times I get screwed in pickleball. Uh, In the article, Woody Johnson is portrayed as someone that is very sensitive to what people say on social media. Okay. Okay, that's in the article. As Woody reads what Jet fans say about the organization and will sometimes actually bring it to Robert Sala, which I think we'd all agree is a stupid, stupid mistake. Mm. It's social media. I agree. But that's what was reported. Right. So I think Woody Johnson told the social media team... I don't need the smart-ass comments no. if you wish Robert a happy birthday. No chance. So I'm putting the kibosh on the happy birthday. Well, I got to tell you something. Yes. This is this is, this is is a realization that I'm coming to right now. Go ahead. If Woody Johnson is taking the pulse of the fan by what he reads on social media, yeah. you're lost, man. <laughs> no kidding. Your organization is done. <laughs> it's lo- It's over. It's because, over. Watch, it's been over right. for a while. Because social media is 
less than a quarter, maybe significantly less than a quarter of our population. And even those that are on it, 60% of them don't do anything other than look. Right. They're just there to observe, right? They're voyeurs peeking in, trying to understand something that they don't, and maybe developing an emotional reaction, but not actually participating. So if if Wood, uh, Robert Woody Johnson <laughs> believes that social media is what his fans actually believe, he's got a bigger problem than we all know. Well, and I'm you know just who, telling you. And you know who's got the bigger problem than Woody? We do as Jet fans because he owns the Jets and he ain't going anywhere. 877-337-6666. Leonard in Rockland County. Good afternoon, Leonard. How you doing, Nevin? How you doing? I'm doing great. So just on your point regarding Robert Sala, I don't think that I, – I agree more with Sean. I, I think that uh, um, it's more dysfunctional to stay with, to, to, to stay with this uh, head coach because um, if, if you think that he's, that he's not, he's, he's not going to be good, I, I think that it's, you just blow, blow, blow Vrabel out of the park. Give him $10 million a he's year. not taking he's it, though. Like, do you think Mike Vrabel, who can sit there next year and basically get his pick of the litter, at right. least that's an assumption I'm making. Because he's young enough. He's yeah. not like Belichick, where he's seventy. He's going to be 73 next year, or 72, 73 next year. Yeah. You think he's Mike gonna, Vrabel's younger than me. You think he's going to just take the Jet job because they offered him a lot of money knowing if things end badly, he could be gone after one year or two? Like, why would he want the job? Oh, it's not Vrabel, you'll get somebody else. No, but that's no, no, no. Leonard, Leonard, see, here's my problem with you, not personally, with what you're saying. I get too much of this. Ah, go get somebody else. It's a, You know how hard it is? You know what it does to your organization when you change coaches that frequently? You just, it, it, it makes you unappealing. It makes you it feel desperate. This is why the Giants, I think, are committed, despite the horrible season that the Giants had this year, to Dave's for two more seasons, even though the report that came out yesterday about the lame duck status is a little bit concerning mm. in regards to hiring a defensive coordinator. But the Giants couldn't keep firing coaches after two years. You just can't keep doing that. Well, yes, I think the instability of a franchise is a big turnoff. But I think the other big turnoff is that this situation you're coming into is a setup to fail situation. Like, yes, as a fan, I'm going to hope and cross my fingers and think ah, Aaron Rodgers is healthy, everything's going to work out, and maybe I get my miracle, and we as Jet fans are celebrating a year from now. But the odds are it will end badly. So how do you think you're getting a great candidate? And the fact that our last caller basically says, will you get somebody? I don't want somebody. Yeah. Like, that's what we're settling for? Like, just anybody but Salah? Just get me anybody? It doesn't matter whom? Is that really the strategy? Does that really give you a better chance Mike to win? Mike Rabel is the strategy. He's not. Take, can you yeah, tell him he's I, not I, coming I, here, please? I think, I think what you're missing, Sean, is that this job is not going to be appealing to Mike Vrabel. Like he has a specific. His personality is unique. Vrabel. He's, he's a very. Um, I don't know. Like. Not passive. That's the wrong word. I can't even describe it. But he, he almost doesn't give you anything. Mike Vrabel? Yeah. Like, he, like when you go sit in a room and have a conversation with him, he is deadpan. He is straightforward. He's deep. Like, so you know he's thinking. But he's not He's not expressive. But that's to us. Probably to his players, he's like a maniac, right? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to tell. He's a unique coach to cover because he doesn't give you a ton. Mm. Now, 
I've hung out with them outside of coaching environments because when Rondé went in the Hall of Fame last year and all these parties and everything that was going on around the Super Bowl, Braves came to one of the parties and having some beers. It's like a dude, just a guy. But when he's in a coaching mode, it's a different animal. And he's not going to go into something, to your point of, where he's at a disadvantage. It's why I think he's not in Tennessee anymore because he felt like he was at a disadvantage with power leaving him. Right, it was going towards the new general manager, Rand Carthon. Like, they wanted to give di- divide that power, and it it just I don't know it unsettled him. So to come here with the situation that is the Jets right now, it would be more than unsettling. Let me try. I just to don't give... think it makes sense. No, it given, doesn't make given his personality specifically. Well, it doesn't make sense for him, Sean. I'm going to try to give you a comparison that'll hit home for you. You ready for this? Okay. So you're in high school. All right, you're a little overweight. You know, you're you. You're Sean. You know, not athletic. Lucky when you win pickleball games, the whole thing. Pickleball didn't exist. And <laughs> that's true. And you have a girlfriend, right? You have a nice girlfriend. Okay. And you're like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Because you're just a pig in high school. You're just disgusting. I'm going to dump her, and it's easy. I'm just going to go get the prom queen. Simple. <laughs> She's going to, of course, I'm just going to offer something amazing. I have this really nice car that my dad has. He's going to let me borrow it. So, of course, she's going to come hang out with me, and we're going to become boyfriend and girlfriend. You're living in a fantasy world. She doesn't want you. You're overweight. You smell. Mm. She doesn't want to not only be in your car. She doesn't want to look at you. And I hate to say this, but I'm calling it like it is. Right now, that's the Jets. I don't think Mike Vrabel, who's going to be the hottest coaching candidate next year and get his pick of the litter, is going to find you, Sean, sweating and smelling Mm. and love handles falling out of your shirt. I don't think he's going to find you appealing. Guess what? If smelly, fatty, Shawnee had, let's say... Eight to ten million dollars a year to throw at you, and also said you could be my mommy as well. Although the general manager too, I bet you I could entice him. My point is, make him say no. Make the call. Do all of that. And Evan, you want to go one further? You love driving to Disney with fifteen people, <laughs> all right? And a dog. And a dog. If you came outside, right? It was two days before your trip, and your tire pressure light kept coming on. And you are fifteen minutes from leaving on this trip, and you spot a big nail in your tire. Are you pulling that car out of the driveway and driving down to Florida with the nail on the tire? Are you going to get that tire fixed? Mm. What are you going to do? I don't know how that analogy applies. Because I'm about to explain to you. Oh. What do you do? It depends. <laughs> you attempt to drive to Florida with the nail on the tire? I mean, I'm in a rush. I got to get there. Robert I don't have time. Sala coaching this team is the nail on the tire that you've already spotted. You're going to have a blowout. Avoid the blowout. Fix it now, even if it takes you off course for a, you know a month. The The... Kind of realization I've come to, though, is that this is it. Like, this season upcoming for the Jets is your all-in year. So I'm not drafting a quarterback. More yeah. on that in the next couple of days and weeks. I'm all in. And if things are bad, if things fail, there's a really good chance I'm going to sit here with you and say, get rid of everybody. And mm-hmm. I'll be in blow-it-up territory. So eventually, yeah, I may get rid of everybody. I just don't think that's the right decision on February 1st. But I don't think that gets you Evan, closer to driving at Disney World, Ev- Sean. Evan, you're the 40-year-old Jet fan. What do you say to the 76-year-old Jet fan where the clock is ticking and they don't want to waste this year with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no, no, I don't the Jets think, killed Carl. But, but see, you're looking at it wrong. I'm not wasting this year. Here's the reality about the Jets in 2024. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, Tiki, but it's the reality. This is their best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. In fact, I'd argue it's their best chance to win a Super Bowl for as long as I've existed. Well, it's their it's their easy chance. And I don't mean that in an easy in like a they're going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and but it's the easy path 
to winning a Super Bowl. There's a more realistic path to winning the Super Bowl in 2024 than any other year I've existed with maybe the exception of 98-99. Like, it's a short list. I don't even think I felt that way in 9 and 10. And so, to the 70-year-old Jet fan, I say, we're giving it our best shot. And if it fails, yeah, okay. No regrets, bro. And honestly, like, that's the thing. you got to live with no regrets. I would have no regrets right. about it. Honestly, I think the 76-year-old fan, I don't know why we're aging people right now. But well, the, the, the point, the, the point the is. The fan you know. who hasn't seen success in a long time is more interested in the success, right, being a relevant team than, oh, we got to get a Super Bowl. I need This isn't the Cowboys. This isn't I need to win a Super Bowl before I die. No, I know. I think, I think more Jet fans are in the just – Let's be a part of the conversation. Think about the Knicks. The Knicks are the perfect example. For how many years were we like, ah, the Knicks are just, God, they're just, they're not, why are we even talking about them? We know they're not going to be here. And they're not getting to the postseason. And then slowly, over the last couple of years. You build and build and build. You, you just build. You beat this piece. You get this 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 second team All-NBA guy. You go trade for a star in Jalen Brunson. You get, you know, some more Villanova pieces. And all of a sudden, it's like, the, the Knicks are in the conversation. The Knicks are back. Just, they're not going to necessarily win a championship. Well, they're not. But, you know that. I, yeah, but what, that doesn't even matter, though. That's not oh. my point, Evan. Like, my Sorry. point is that y- you care that they're having success. Hell, they're 14-2 and two in January. 14-2, and two, dude. Yeah, we, we got it. Uh, we, yeah, we, think, yeah, we don't want to make about, about the Knicks. Think, but... what, what was the last time you thought the Knicks were going to be that in, <laughs> a, in any month? Nah, they've been great. 90, right? 94 so, to less than But did they years. do it by going to get Aaron Rodgers or whoever that would be? No. no they did it by slowly building the thing. But, and, yeah, there were frustrations. Yeah, there were, God, I can't believe the Hawks kicked their ass like that. Are you kidding me? The Jimmy Butler-led Miami Heat who couldn't get out of their own damn way and almost didn't even get out of the play-in, right? They beat us. Uh, yeah, there were frustrations, but you were in the conversation. I think the Jet fan just wants to be in the conversation. And if they think Super Bowl before a conversation, you're fooling yourself. It doesn't work that wow. way. I've so, been fooled many times. By the way, that was really strong. Also, that sound you hear was Tiki wishing he was in yesterday's Open. <laughs> On top of that. He has no idea what we talked no, about but yesterday. That was, Let's go I was uh, emceeing a conference for United here, for Alice. Damn right. Whatever we think of the man is irrelevant to this. The Jets are going to kick off a football on September whatever with the 32nd ranked head coach. And I don't care who you – you can tell me you don't care who you hire – if you get the 31st or 30th head coach, it's a better head coach, and that gives you a better opportunity to be relevant. James is in North Arlington. How are you, James? Oh, hi. Thanks for calling on me, uh, uh, yeah. Antiki. So, up, uh, I, I, as a 69-year-old, I, I guess I've been around for a long time with the Jets, and as a fan <laughs> and a member of the media, I have a pretty good perspective. And I mean, I've called many times, and, and I understand uh, Evan's point. I course, he wants to see a winner, but... I can see Tiki is very clear on dysfunctionality. And I, and I guess no matter what you do in life, and I, and I guess Tiki, who has been very successful, he really understands dysfunctionality because, you know, even as a player, he overcame that. And right. maybe that's one of the best things that you can have in life is understanding something and then being able to um, fix it. Right. And the Jets, unfortunately, I, I, I ultimately – probably show some of the biggest signs of that maybe in the history of any organized sport. And I think if we go back to, like, Joe Namath, but not so much him as a player, but the fact that they really never truly wanted to embrace him, <laughs> it's kind of sad because, you know, it's, I guess he wasn't a I, 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 James, I love you. I don't want to talk about Joe Namath. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I just don't. Like, I have started to resent Joe Namath because – 
That's because all we always, got. Because he's always referenced. Yeah, and I'm I'm done. Like it's I love Joe. I respect Joe. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yes, Tiki identifies that the Jets are a dysfunctional mess. But would you agree if they fired their head coach today, they'd be a bigger dysfunctional mess? Of course they would. Because it, w- there's no solution. It's like the simple response to, all right, let's fire, fire Robert Sala is, okay, and then what? And then what? That's the biggest problem. John is in Bergen County. Hey, John. Uh, yeah, that is probably the biggest problem if they fire him. I have a few things, guys. You know what? The, the, the best thing is let Rodgers run the team. <laughs> That's how we're going to win. Well, you know what? He already I, is. I mean, let's face it. Like, Aaron Rodgers is running the team, and I said this a few weeks ago, and I'll say it again. As much as you may not like that, as much as that may not feel good to you, ask yourself this. If you're a Jet fan or a non-Jet fan, who do you trust more to win? Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Nate Hackett, or Aaron Rodgers? I trust Aaron Rodgers more. Yeah. I do. So the challenge is, like, what we're talking about or even speculating is going on, even if it's not officially going on, is that Aaron Rodgers, as some executive, makes sense. And I don't know in any sport where that ever has made sense. Maybe with LeBron James. Maybe. Well, at times it has. At times right. it hasn't. Exactly. But is he really yeah. an executive? No, but it does feel like he's made a lot of decisions, right, for his for the teams he's yeah, been on. Yeah, but the decisions that didn't work with Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Alan Lazard or Nate Hackett, happened because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. We didn't yeah, see Nate Hackett run his oh, offense with Aaron Rodgers. I agree. So I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm saying it actually could be a great thing. We just have no precedent for it. Let's go to Steve on Long Island. Hey, Steve. What's going on, boys? What's Perfect up? guy, Pete Carroll. How's he not better? I, don't, I mean, that's a, it's actually a good Perfect. one. I got to hand it to him. Four-team window. Yeah. He's uh, guys run through walls for him. And you know why? You know why I say it's perfect. Like you actually came up with one where I'd say, "Okay, you got me." Mm-hmm. I think Pete Carroll's desperate. Like you just hit on it because I think Pete Carroll, and it's unfair and it's wrong, yeah. is not getting another head coaching job because of his age. Like that's just the reality. Yeah, and he's a damn good head coach. And so if you found out that Pete Carroll had interest, I then I would be willing to say, "Okay, fine." <laughs> I would be. That's a good. I, I admit that. Yeah, that is a good one. That's I don't think Mike Vrabel fits that, but I think Pete Carroll does. And by the well, way, how about full circle for Pete? He coached the Jets huh? rather briefly for a year. Dave in Maplewood, New Jersey. Hey, Dave. Hey guys, how are you? What's uh, up? God, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta. I don't really understand your point of view, Evan. As a frustrated longtime Jets fan, okay. You, you know. I got it. You know, it's not going to work. And as Tiki said, this is a cultural problem. And you don't have a shot of winning anything if you have a culture that's wrong. So, what's your solution? Right. Well, what's your solution? I'm just curious. I'll tell you. I definitely reach out to Pete Carroll, reach out to Mike Vrabel. But the thing is, it's not, they're not taking the job. Nobody's taking the job if they say, you can be the head coach, but Aaron Rodgers gets to make all the decisions. Mm -hmm. The first thing they would say is, yeah, I'm bringing my own offensive coordinator. You know, Aaron's yeah. got to play by my rules, right. and that's non-negotiable. Right. And if Woody can't live with that, we're not hiring And him. that's the problem. Honestly, Dave, you, you just hit on right. it. That's the biggest right. issue yeah. with the Jets right now. Is but, that you are – I mean, I don't know what the cap implications are, but effectively you're stuck. Like, you're talking about with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, with Aaron. Oh, and there's no other option. And it's not like a bad thing, but if someone comes in and says, yeah, Aaron's not really my deal, I don't I – don't, I, I, he's, he's not what I'm, I see as my uh, road to success. It's not Aaron Rodgers. 
then they, you can't take the job. I wouldn't hire him. I agree. Like, if I spoke to somebody and they said, I don't want him, I want to blow it up, yeah, I but, don't want to okay. blow it up. I don't think that makes sense right now. So, but see, what comes first then? Are you firing Robert Sala and then searching, or are you having these conversations no, and I then think, firing Robert look, Sala? I think Pete Carroll. And that's give, just not fair. I give our last caller two callers a go credit. I think Pete Carroll fits the description of someone desperate enough to say, F it, I'll take the job. I'll do whatever it takes because I want to coach. That's a stereotype I have of Pete. And the reason I have that is because Pete looked devastated when he was not the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. We watched that press conference. Outside of that, no, I'm not. Because I think that you have to run this back, see what happens. And if it's a disaster, you blow the whole thing up. Like, I'm not saying you can't do that next year. The idea of doing that this year is lunacy. Like, blowing something up before you actually see it happen? Like, how could you ever live with that? Like, you have to at least see it. Once it fails, if it fails, and I use the word if, even though I'm not confident about it, but if it fails, then yeah, of course you blow the whole thing up. But as of right now in this moment, other than just being angry and saying, I don't like Salah, and he's paranoid, and I just want my blood, there really isn't a plan that gets you closer. I give him the peak hour one's a good one. But outside of that, there isn't one. And you got to keep that in mind. Charlie's in Montclair. Hey, Charlie. Hey, how's it going, guys? I, uh, kind of, I think I agree with, with both of you in a sense. You know, I think that <laughs> Salah, they, they deserve a chance to, to run it back. And I think the problem is more of a, of a culture issue, but, I think a lot of it has to fall on the blame of, of Woody Johnson. I mean, how many, you know, whether it be Idzik or McCagnan or Adam Gase or whoever, you know, how, if, if if every fruit from the tree is rotten, some, you know, the problem is the tree. Right. I think, uh, you know, I like that, Charlie. As a Mets fan, obviously, I, I realize that the Wilpons are a big problem. And now, at least with, with Cohen, there's there's optimism that, you know, the, you know, even if they are bad for a couple of years, there's the, uh, incentive to, to get good quickly and i think with the jets i you know it's just a certain thing where you know year after year it's the same problems and every two so, three years of the new coach new gm you know over, i over, agree, over, I agree with you that woody's the problem but let's address this head on ownership doesn't change unless they wake up one morning and decide to sell and we could spend time on the radio saying please sell please sell please sell but ultimately, it usually doesn't happen. You know, when we got the gift from the gods that the Wilpons were selling, that news, by the way, came from Tiki Barber himself, <laughs> we were all stunned. And yes, I think it's turned out to be the right thing, despite some anger from Met fans today. So I think when you have a bad owner, there are two ways to get out of it. One is the miracle of them selling. That's not going to happen. Nope. James Dolan didn't sell as much as Nick fans wanted them to sell, right? Woody Johnson's not going to sell as much as Jet fans want them to sell. But how do you get out of it? The Knicks have gotten out of it. How did they get out of it? And this is what a discussion from a year and now is going to sound like. I'll give you a little preview if things are a disaster. Woody needs to bring in a proven man who has a track or woman or tr- with a track record of winning and hand the keys to the franchise to that person. Years and years ago, that person was Bill Parcells. And while he was here, he turned the whole damn thing around. Right now, for the New York Knicks, it was Leon Rose. Yeah. And we didn't know it at the time yeah. because what is what was Leon's track record other than being an agent? Nothing. But and, that's... and he was quiet about it. Like we, we, we implored him to just tell us something. Right. He never spoke. But ultimately, they hired the right person. Right. 
So I know that a year from now, if we're back in that position of they got to blow it up, they got to blow it up, it's not going to be sell the team, even though we'll say it because I ain't going to make a difference because it's not going to happen unless you wake up one morning and decide to sell it. It's going to be you need to hire the right person. And for many, many years, the Jets haven't. You know, the jury is still sort of out on Joe Douglas because he's done a lot of good, but he's done a lot of bad. But ultimately, you got to find that right person. But that's for next year. For this year, it's one more shot with this group. And if it fails, it fails. And if it works, I can't imagine it working. But yeah, if it works, the, the we're un- happy. The unfortunate thing is that's the only thing that makes sense. Thank you. It's the only thing that makes sense. You see that, Sean? I'm the firing, only thing firing, that makes firing sense. Firing emotionally will make people feel good. Oh, exactly. we got, got rid of that. It's all done, but it doesn't make any sense. It yeah. makes it makes you feel good, maybe. Some of you as Jet fans. To one night stand, Tink. Exactly. That's what it is. You will regret it. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.